Welcome to the LOC Presents, the Primetime Podcast. Back to the Future edition. Now, we're going to change it up here, folks. We're only going to look ahead. We're only going to deal with the future matchups, the future playoff picture, even a futuristic flash forward in time from our Ooh. correspondent out in Japan. And then everyone's favorite segment, the Progressive Athlete Platform. Pap, pap. Pap, pap. indeed. But before we get to the future, stop the presses. There's an update on the standings. Not the standings in the LOC, but the standings Doug versus Donnie. Now, last week, Doug with three wins, beating out Donnie with only two wins. Pitiful performance. But still, Donnie leads Doug 13 to 11. Uh, Donnie is 13 and 11, and Doug is 11 and 13. How do you feel, boys? Catching up. Catching up. Better watch your back there, Donnie, because I'm feeling it this week. I'm feeling lucky. I'm feeling lucky. Yeah, you, you need that luck. That's what you need. That You need luck. That's that's what you need. You better bring out your rabbit's foot, your four-leaf clover. You need it all because that's, that's the way you're going to win. Otherwise, I'm going to get back on track this week. Two wins? No way. Oh, I'm not walking under any ladders, just so you know. I'm not doing that, all right? No bad luck this week. We're hanging in. All right. You heard it here first. It's a tight competition. On to week 13. <laughs> now, the first matchup I want to break down. I want to hear from you folks. Myself, Bailey, versus Joe and Tom, the better Browns. I know I'm an underdog coming in, but what do you think, Doug? Yeah, I look at this matchup, and it's just a, a, a crucial – issue of very high talent level in terms of the production out of Travis Kelsey, who's number one wide uh, number one. I'm going to say he's close to being a number one wide receiver because that's how many points he puts up every gosh darn week. And then after that, you have a volume machine in Najee Harris. That's the difference for me because he doesn't, Mike does not have that type of talent on his roster. I do love Waddle. I think he's great. He's a rookie, which to me always shouts in consistency outside of Jamar Chase and a few select others. I look at the rest of the team, and that's where I get concerned. I say, I don't see where the firepower is coming, Donnie. I love the Rams' defense. Again, they're playing Jacksonville. That's a good matchup. That's where he's going to get points. David Carr, we'll see. We'll see. But I'm going ahead. I'm picking the better Browns. Yeah, and – I'll just say on the better Brown side, though, it's kind of that same type of picture where it's – I disagree with the big standout. I, I do agree with Najee Harris it, going against Baltimore. Baltimore has been weak against the run. I think it's a solid week for Najee Harris for sure for the better Browns. But, you know, you look at Jamal – you look at Williams, Jay Williams, forget his first name. Lamar Jackson just comes off four interceptions. Yes, he's got Pittsburgh, but, you know, does he great get great points? I don't know. And then Mike Williams against Atlanta. Yes, that looks good. Odell Beckham, yes, that looks good. But it's it's not great in the sense that these – sometimes these great matchups for teams over weak teams, these strong teams like a Tampa Atlanta, this could be a blowout, and it's the Leonard Fournette show. And Mike Evans has three catches. Same thing with Devontae Smith against the Jets – if the Eagles handle them and beat them like they should, then it's it's not Devontae Smith. It's running backs and less to Devontae Smith. So I think you could always make a case both ways. 
On Daly's side, though, there is concern. I mean, we got James Crowder in the lineup. I am going to go with the projections and with you here, with the better Browns here this week. Tough. Tough. No Allen Jones for Dale Uda. All right, quit dogpiling. I get the point. Now, <laughs> on to the next matchup. We got Elu. We got Tim. They got really strong teams. Donnie, who you got here? Yeah, so um, this is a weird one here because <laughs> we're looking at Evan's team right now. I got three zeros on the board. Three. This is another week where we're looking at Evan's team and we're unsure where he goes. The last time that happened, Evan pulled out the win. But yep. he's facing Tim. I mean, he's got Tim and Tim again with good matchups. we got Tom Brady against Atlanta. I just talked about that with the Mike Evans perspective. Just probably going to get you solid points and 20 points there. Leonard Fournette's probably the bigger ticket. Probably getting 20 points from the running back spot. Jonathan Taylor against Houston, same kind of matchup uh, to a point there. And really, Indy should blow him out, and Jonathan Taylor should have a field day. And then we got Tyreek Hill against Denver, Adam Thielen against Detroit. You know, things look really good on Tim's side to begin with. Hunter Refro against Washington, not doing well past defense this year. Uh, you know, things on Tim's end looks pretty good. And on Evan's end, I'm just unsure of what he's going to do. Even his options on the bench, this is what we said last time, and then he picked somebody up. But his options on the bench aren't great with Boston Scott and Van Jefferson, and he still needs another running back because he needs two running backs right now, uh, are both out on buys, two of his running backs, Dante Hilliard and Christian McCaffrey, who's out for the season too. So he obviously can drop him, pick somebody up. But that's the story. I, I got to go with Tim here. As it stands right now, there's no way I can pick Purple Rain. Yeah, I'm looking at this actually and very confused myself. We're talking about a team that's seven and five, uh, has a lot of opportunity. Evan's a great manager. Um, you know, mm-hmm. at, at the same time, I look at the bottom of his roster and I go, look, Boston Scott, uh, you know, he's going against the Jets. I mean, I was at the Giant-Eagles game last week. I saw Scott in person. I didn't think too much. But I'll say this. He's going against the, the Jets, who literally love to watch people run by their defensive line. They love to sit there and look and go, bye, I'll see you later. So that's a great, great matchup. But at the same time, I just sit there and I go, he's going to have to pick somebody up and play them right away. He doesn't have an option. Now, he loses Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey in the same week. That's tough. So maybe it's a thing where he's just sitting there going, what do I have to do? But at the same time, I hope he picks it up. But he's playing Tim. It's not the week for him to pick it up. Let's admit it right now. I played Tim recently. I remember that nightmare. It's really, really tough. He's got Tom Brady. He's got Leonard Fournette. He's got the best running back in football. He's got Tyreek Hill. He's got Adam Thielen, who somehow manages to outpace Justin Jefferson, even talent-wise. Justin Jefferson's better. I'm not even going to go over that. And then he just picks up Hunter Renfro. He just picks him up out of nowhere. The dude is a monster out of the slot. He is a catch machine. I got to go with Tim on this one. You're both in agreement thus far. On to the third matchup in the LOC. Robert coming in strong against Donnie. I'm not going to start with you, Don. You'll have the final word on your team. 
Doug, what you got? Yeah, I look at this matchup, and I think it's closer than most think. I, I think the real thing that's just been troubling Donnie all year has been the quarterback position. He has not been able to find a replacement for the old Russell Wilson that we know, so he's throwing Teddy Bridgewater in against Kansas City. Could that game be a shootout and end up being that way? I really don't know because I like Denver's defense. I sit there, I go, I know Pat Mahomes has had struggles this year. That's the difference for me. I'm not sure if he's back yet. I can't say confidently that in an in-division matchup, they're not going to scheme something up because they know him so well. So it could be a lower scoring affair than we think, but you got to love his starting running backs and wide receivers. Folks, this is what you want out of your team. You want to have at those four positions studs because at the end of the day, tight end is a crapshoot and your flex position can be a running back or a wide receiver or even a tight end. So you have multiple opportunities. But when your mainstays are Joe Mixon, Austin Eckler, Terry McScorn, and C.D. Lamb, all those guys healthy, which this year has been seldom that Donnie's been able to play this lineup with all of these guys, that's a huge advantage. Austin Eckler is projected for 20 points. I'll say it again, 20 points. Not 10, not 15, 20. That's huge. In addition, we look at the other side of the ball. You've got Matt Stafford. You've got DeAndre Hopkins coming back against Chicago. Is he going to return to the guy that we know and love, which is the guy who catches the ball all over the field? Keenan Allen. He's a guy who's getting catches every week, but he can't get in the end zone. So I don't know if he's going to be able to take the top off. Now you have Cooper Cup, arguably the best fantasy player this year. Here's the problem. They're playing Jacksonville. Most people don't want to say it, but Jacksonville's defense has been stingy this year. I think the projections are incorrect. I'm switching to the other side this week, Robert. Unfortunately, you're going to pick up a loss. I know you only have two of them, but I'm going with Donnie this week. Donnie thinks got it. Wow. Don, what do you think? Donnie. That's a podcast first. Was that a podcast first that you chose me in the in the picks? Wow, that it's was. The first. I, I agree with all the points you made, and I think that's what I'm thinking coming into this week. I'm picking me here, and I'm hoping for those things that you mentioned. The problem with the team is even with good matchups, a Terry McScorn has a name McScorn. He's been just okay, ten points. C.D. Lamb is great. I, I think there's no doubt for C.D. Lamb. There's no doubt for Joe Mixon. There's no doubt for Austin Eckler. Joe Mixon against the, the Chargers, one of the worst rush defenses in the league. Eckler against Cincinnati, same type of story there. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater against Kansas City. I am worried about that matchup. Um, really, for some of the reasons that you mentioned, Doug, but at the same time, Kansas City defense has actually been playing well the last couple weeks. So their rating is it's a bad defense, and CBS Sports has them as a bad ranking defense. It's, I, don't, I don't think it's correct. But I do think you have more of a shootout. Teddy Bridgewater has all of his weapons, which he hasn't had pretty much all year long. Again, all of his weapons, just like last week. The guy runs too. I'm just looking for something close to 20 points. That's all I'm looking for because, like you said, I have other guys to lead my way. I have Devontae Parker picked up. I'm hoping for big things out of him. I think he can get me at least 10 points in the flex here, which, again, keeps me in the game. And that's what I really need, and that's what I'm really worried about. If I don't get enough of these 10-point gains from a Devontae Parker, if I stick with them, from a Logan, so I am sticking with, and my four guys don't do as well as I need to do, 
then Robert's going to get points. His team gets points. We've seen it week after week, bad matchup or not. His team's going to get points. Yes, there's a Madison in Detroit. Uh, that That's a whole new element to his team, too. So we could see even more points from him from that perspective. But I, I got to take me this week, too. I don't think that Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup are great matchups, and that's what's been winning games. Those guys get 80 points combined. I thought you were going to say your catchphrase, I'm picking me. Mm-hmm. You go with yourself again. I'm picking now. me. <laughs> now, you guys are in agreement. On to the fourth matchup. We got Lon coming in against Doug Sr. I'm going to have Donnie go first because otherwise, Doug, you pick the same, you're really not going to do anything in the standings. Remember that. Now, Donnie, who you got? <laughs> yeah. Uh, looking at this matchup, we got Lon who picked up Devontae Booker, uh, Devontae Booker, Giants running back, Saquon Barkley. Will banged up. It looks like he might not play. Uh, but if he does play, he might be limited. We don't really know. I think it's a question mark. So kind of like what we just talked about, Evan's team. He's got a question mark in his lineup for us to decipher. He's got Nick Chubb on a bye, and he's got uh, Swift as hurt. So really his best two running backs. I think Kyler Murray is ready to go. I think he's got to get him in. I don't know if Kirk Cousins against Detroit is great. Talked about these uh, – Bad matchups, quarterbacks don't throw, running backs run. But from that perspective, it's hard to not stray away from Pitmaster here. Uh, I do like more of his upside, even with his tight ends. He's got two tight ends, Murkowski and Zach Ertz. He's got Robin the flex here, and he's going against Atlanta. Okay, we'll see what happens. And Zach Ertz against Chicago, I think that's a touchdown he gets double-digit points. Uh, it's hard to pick Pitmaster right now. But at the same time, Doug Senior team, we've been singing the same tune all year long. I don't know what I'm looking at over here that's that's going to get me the win if I'm Doug Senior. I, I, Ronald Jones, why is he playing? I got Devontae Freeman in. He's been shown to be the running back one with, with Baltimore there. You're looking for, again, the upside from Jared Allen. I mean, every week is that that's his game plan. Brandon Cooks is upside. Foster Moreau now, great pickup. Definitely upside there against Washington. So if he gets blowout games from those guys, he's going to win this game because I think Pitmaster barely breaks 100 here. And uh, I, from that perspective, I'm going to go with Neymar's arm. Doug Sr. Ooh, wow. Okay. Well, not that after I don't think that. my dad's team is not okay. Yeah, after all that, wow. Just uh, I'm not shocked at the pick. I'm just shocked because of the way you described it. Um, <laughs> I think that Josh Allen, not Jared Allen. Oh, uh, Josh Allen. Um, well, why did you correct me? Because <laughs> he got to correct you. But he's playing New England right now. This is a divisional game. This is actually a huge yep. game because whether or not we want to recognize it, Mac Jones doesn't stun you in the fantasy department, but he wins games, and the New England Patriots are actually vying for that top spot. So I think that this is a huge game. Um, New England, I don't know if they have all the pieces to stop all these weapons. I really don't. I'm thinking that Josh Allen's going to have a great game. And that's not my concern with Doug Sr.'s team. My concern with Doug Sr.'s team is exactly what you said, Donnie. We've been seeing the same thing all year, saying 
He's not. He's got all his eggs in one basket. He's got all his eggs in one basket. And then the other guys that he has on his team are injury prone. So you're sitting there going, I, I can't confidently say that this guy is going to be consistent every week. But I look at the lineup. Cole Beasley, I don't think they're going to aim and target him. I think he's going to have an okay game because I think they're going to be looking at Stephon Diggs, trying to take him away, some other pieces, and just take away yeah. Josh Allen's running ability. But don't forget, the key matchup here is T.Y. Hilton, a.k.a. T.Y. Houston, because he historically has destroyed the Texans every single time he steps on the field. We're talking about mm-hmm. massive games against Houston. Massive games. And it's consistent. It never fails. Um, the Giants are going up against Miami. Don't love that, but hey, I'm a Giants fan too. We can all have hope. <laughs> I look at the other side of the ball. You have Josh Jacobs, who unfortunately hasn't been able to get it going this year consistently. He has Jamar Chase, who I love. Elijah Moore has been a great option as of recent. Zach Ertz is a great option as well. And he is starting Rob Gronkowski in his flex. I love the play of Kirk Cousins as well. So although I like seniors team to kind of be sneaky this week, I'm actually going to go against my better judgment and go with Lon here because I'm just looking at his lineup. And aside from Booker, who could start, Everybody else is a stud, so I'm, I'm, I've got to go with Lon here. There you go, folks, your first disagreement. Now on to the fifth it is. We got Dennis coming in against Russ. Who you got, guys? Double Ds or Patriots return? Break it down, Doug. When I look at this matchup, you got the tail of two young quarterbacks. You have Justin Herbert, the Chargers quarterback, who – has been up and down this year, but when he's up, he's we're talking 40 points. We're not talking about 20. We're talking minimum 30. Patrick Mahomes, we all know his talent. We all know that we feel in a lot of respects he's been forcing the ball this year because he feels like he has to make those big plays downfield, not just the short completions in front of him. He doesn't have anybody in his running back position for Dalvin Cook right now. I get it. If I just lost Dalvin Cook for a third time this year, I'd (laughs) probably be depressed too. But he still has to play somebody, and it doesn't look like he has anybody on his roster except for Rex Burkhead. Yuck. And Um, Bolden. Yeah, but Bolden, are you going to play Rex or Bolden? Bolden is a pass catching back against Buffalo. You're saying – Buffalo's not going to stop humming. That's that's your outlook. Buffalo's defense is crazy. But anyways, going back to the actual matchup, I love Deontay Johnson. Russell Gage is a not effective weapon. He is a desperation throw at best. There are other guys on the waiver wire still available, Dennis, that you could easily go after. Give me a call. I'll try to help you out. But this is you can't run out there with me, Cole Hardman. So – not even looking at the other side of the ball, but going to the other side of the ball. Clyde the Glide Edwards Lair. Henderson is in. You've got T. Higgins in the lineup, which is not my favorite thing because he's really the third option on that team. And then you go down to Hollywood Brown. Can he get back on track? I think he does this week against Pittsburgh. I don't trust Pittsburgh's secondary. I don't think they're as good as people think. And I'll be honest with you, I like the Christian Kirk play this week with, uh, with DeAndre Hopkins coming back. That's a little bit of target awareness off of him. I'm going to go with Russ this week. I think he's got the win. Yeah, 
It's another one, just like the last was the last two. We got a undecided spot on the roster that we have to decipher. Dalvin Cook, zero points. Uh, you know, whoever he puts in on his bench is not great. You got Harris as the other running back that he has there, and double Ds, and they're going against Buffalo. Good defense, especially against the run. A lot of his touches get taken away from Bolden and Stevenson. Then on the other side, the two running backs look really good. You got Clyde Edwards-Alaire against Denver. Denver's not super stingy, very average against the run. And then you got Henderson against Jacksonville. And that would be more of the idea with the Rams game plan. It's just running the ball and they're blowing out Jacksonville because the defense is playing so well. Uh, that's very possible. Henderson seems possibly be hurt as well. Actually, somebody picked up Sony Michelle already, the replacement. So he might have to make a decision here. Maybe it's Tony Pollard. That's happening almost right now, very soon. So it's going to be too late to him in. He's got Miles Sanders against the Jets. That's probably his best option. But also what we have here this week is David Moore on the double Ds with the bye, probably his best wide receiver. And we got Devontae Adams on uh, the Patriots return side who has a bye as well. So arguably their two best receivers are out and they're recovering from that. And on top of that for the double Ds, he's recovering from also Dalvin Cook. I think it's too much to overcome. Russ has a good team in the first place. I'm picking Russ this week. All right. I'll stick with you, Don, as we head into our last matchup. It's nothing personal. Just Doug versus Tony. Now, who you got here, Donnie? I'll start off with my pick. My pick is Doug. I mean, I was telling Doug, and we talked about this stat. So before last week, it was Doug, Tim, Robert, who are the only three teams who had never scored under 100 points in a game. I mean, if you think about it, if you do that, you put yourself in a position to win. Obviously, you see Tim and Robert's uh, record. They had the same type of performances as Doug with having over 100 points all year long. And they're on top. Doug is not right now. He's actually out of the playoffs. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But point is, Doug consistently puts over 100 points. One week last week was the only one he didn't. I think it was 96 points, four shy. If he gets over 100 points against the replacements, the replacements are going to have a tough time. They don't have a great team here. I'm sorry about it, the Tony. Uh, the team is not looking great. Jalen Hurts is a good matchup against the Jets, but at the same time, it's not. Talking about running the football against these bad teams. Saquon Barkley banged up. We talked about Devontae Booker possibly starting. So who's he going to play there? Does have a ton of running backs. He has Elijah Mitchell on the bench. I think you got to start him uh, every week right now, it looks like. Uh, you got Jamal Williams in right now in the flex. That's his upside is these running backs actually doing well, which hasn't been happening for him and hasn't been happening in the right way. He's had this running back roulette thing going where the guy on his bench does the bets and he didn't make his way into the lineup even though he's playing three running backs. So if he does that again, he's going to lose against Doug because Doug's going to put over 100 points with the guys that he has, even with Alvin Kamara out. I mean, we're talking about – Montgomery against Arizona. Yes, Arizona, good defense, but they run the football. 
Robinson against the Rams, same thing. They run the football. We got Justin Jefferson against Detroit. That's a good matchup. We got Godwin against Atlanta. That's a good matchup. Antonio Brown is out again. We got Dallas Goddard against the Jets. Good matchup. But at the same time, we'll see what happens here because we did talk about some of these blowouts not being great for the passing game. Uh, but the favor is the running back situation here on Doug's side. The favor is the consistency. He's got Carson Wentz against Houston, which I think is a good play. Got the Colts defense against Houston, another good play. So, again, he finds a way to get over 100 points. I'm entrusting in that, and I'm picking Doug. Wow. Well, thank you very much, Donnie. I think that that's an admirable pick. Uh, (laughs) I, I see this situation slightly differently. I look at the matchup, and I look at the players. If Saquon Barkley plays, I'm a little bit nervous at the fact that it is Saquon Barkley. Um, He's been itching to play. He's been itching to break out, and I think that he could do that against the Miami Dolphins. And I look at Antonio Gibson. It could happen. See, that's the problem when you have guys who are projected to score so low. You think and you go, well, they're going to score low. But then you just look at the player in their name. Those are the guys that can break off and get 60 rushing yards for six catches. Um, Cordell Patterson is back. He's going against, against Tampa Bay's defense. Recently, their secondary has been better. But overall in the season, it's been their run defense that's been fantastic. Stefan Diggs, that's where I think the projection's wrong. I think Stefan Diggs is probably going to be locked up because New England's going to focus on him. He's the primary target in that offense. I think that that's going to be an option that's taken away from him. He also has Williams, so that's the issue as well. As Donnie mentioned before, he's got guys he can put in. On the flip side, I see Carson Wentz against Houston. Great matchup, excellent pickup. Colts defense, excellent pickup this week. I was surprised no one picked them up. I had no idea that I was going to get both of them. The issue with my team is that I don't know if those running backs can do what they need to do against the defenses they're playing. I look at the Godwin and Jefferson matchup. They have absolute smash plays. That's what I'm going to need because, as I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit with our boots on the ground down in Japan, Resident Eagles fan, Dallas Goddard has been so inconsistent. Although he's playing the Jets, that is probably going to make or break this game. I am going to pick <clears throat> Doug Garback Jr. Because of Brandon Ayukin, the full circle turnaround. He was my fifth overall pick. He's coming back to the team. He's starting in the flex with Debo Samuels out. Lock it in. <laughs> Oh, well, I got them all locked in. And the standings are set. Got one disagreement, so you either all are going to do great or maybe not come up. We'll see. Tune in next week. On to the future. The future playoffs. It's the Schwami. You got to look into your crystal ball. You got to see what's next. Who's making the playoffs? I'm going to run through the teams. You give me a yes or no. And then if you have a disagreement, you debate. I'll start with yours truly. I probably think you're going to agree on this, unfortunately for me, but am I in or out? Out of the playoffs. 
If you want to get to right to the point, I guess, Mike, you want to just really hurt yourself. Uh, I think this is the year where the league champ, as he's known in the league for winning three times, uh, he is going to be sitting in the basement this year because he has failed to load up his team with actual studs. Uh, that's my opinion. Donnie. Yeah, I got him as out too. I'm sorry, Dale. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Tell the ball. Don't worry. I'm fine. Um, now, <laughs> on to a heavyweight in the league. Probably another easy question. Joe, Tom, Better Brown, are they in? Doug, yeah, they're in. They're in. They're yep, in for they're me. In. They're in. They're okay. in. Eight and four. What about here's a tricky one. What about Elu? I think because he's seven and five at this point you can count him in because I think five hundred's gonna get you into the playoffs this year. So I think he's locked into the playoffs just because of the record. Yeah, we got two Weeks left, so uh, like Doug said, even if he loses both, 500 will get him in. But uh, I think he wins at least one of them. And 500, he gets it. Okay, what about a fellow Hillsborough bro? Tim. Donnie, is he in? Yep, Tim's in. I think he's a lock with the better Browns. I don't think there's any mathematical equation they get out. Uh, actually, just looking at it, I'm pretty sure it's a fact. So, yeah, blah, he's in. Yeah, Tim's in. Mathematically, it's impossible for him to be out, so he's in. Speaking of locks, Robert, Rams fans, definitely in. I'll save you the breath, guys. Now, on to Don. This is going to be a tough one. Can he crawl back? Is he in? (laughs) Is he out? Doug, what do you think? Yeah, this is a tough one because Donnie's got to win, I think, at least one of the next two games, uh, which I think in his position is going to be interesting because of the tight end position, the flex position, the quarterback situation for him. Those are all going to be things going forward that are always going to be challenging. However, when you look at the matchups, again, reflecting on my pick for him to win at least this week, that means he's six wins in. I think that six wins in gets him in. And also remember, he does have a tie break over a good amount of people that are actually competing for spots in. So if he's tied, he's in. So I'm going to go with Donnie in. Mathematically, it makes sense, and judging by my pick earlier. Donnie in. Yeah, and I'll add to that tiebreaker point. The tiebreaker <laughs> is the it's the record, and then it's head-to-head jumps, and then it's points for. So uh, the tiebreaker for me right now is over. Doug Jr. and Daily Dynasty for sure there. But uh, right now I'm tight with the other two. And I do have Niedermeyer's Army in the last week. That last week for both of us might actually be the game that decide whether or not either of us get in. I think the winner of that game might be uh, in and the loser is out. I mean, it might just come down to that. Uh, but I do count me as in. I mean, I have two great running backs who can just carry my team through the, the mud some weeks, and they do it. And uh, if I get that, then I have a chance to win, and I, and I have that this week. I have it next week. You know, it's going to be uh, tough for me to lose right now my next two weeks, it seems like. But you never know. But I, right now I got me in. 
Okay. We got five in so far. Now, on to the pitmaster, Lon. We'll stick with you, Don. What do you think? Is Lon in or out? Yeah, I got Lon in now. I got Lon in. He's six and six right now. He's in right now. By the way, to that point, I'm out right now. Playoff started today. Um, but Pitmaster's in right now, and he's three spots in. So I, I got Pitmaster in. Yeah, I'm looking at this too. I think, you know, the way that I see this playing out and judging by my picks earlier, obviously I have Pitmaster as somebody who's going to win this week. Um, that puts him at seven wins. I think seven's the lucky number this year. I think seven gets you in. Uh, I think that Lon's in this, you know, based on the fact that he's going to win this week and his record is what it is. So Lon's in. Okay. Lon's in. You all agree. What about Senior? Does your dad getting in or what? Yeah, this is a tough one because really it's it's his record should say that, okay, two weeks left, he's – going to have to get these he can finish at that lucky number seven right that's what we were just talking about but i look at his matchups remember i picked lon to win okay so that's one loss okay then you go down the list look at who he has week 14 he has donnie that's not an easy matchup that's not a gimme that's not something where he can walk in and just say oh i'm gonna throw out cole beasley and see what happens i think he's probably gonna lose these last two games so because of that I think he's out. Wow, I agree. I think he's out. I don't know if he loses this game. I, I kind of, uh, I picked him uh, this week, but uh, we'll see what happens. And next week, yeah, I think I have a chance to win. We'll see what happens, though. You never know what, who gets hurt in any given week and whatever. But uh, I do think he gets out. But it comes down to that last game again, like we just talked about, Nate. I think he's out. Well, let me ask you this then, gentlemen. Do you also think Doug Jr. is going to make it? Because we can narrow this down pretty easily. There's only – you already picked uh, seven people. So, let's see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don, I'm interested in your, in your opinion on uh, that before. I, obviously, yeah. Doug, I think, is going with himself. <laughs> uh, well, Doug has favorable matchups here. And and those favorable matchups are the two teams below him in the rankings, which for all intents and purposes, sorry, Dale, are the two worst teams in the league that he gets to play against. And we just talked about he consistently gets 100 points. These guys don't until they're there. Could they? Yes, they've done some different with their team, and you can say that they're better now. So we'll see what happens any given Sunday again. I'll say it again. But – with that said, I actually do think Doug pulls it out and squeaks his way in along with me and the double Ds and Needham Army who are currently in the spots that we would eventually fill are out. Maybe it's a, a, a podcast bias. I, you can say that, but I just told you the stats with Doug. We talked about what I have. Again, it comes down to that last game with me and Doug Sr., but again, we both are picking me there. We'll see what happens, but uh, – Doug, what do you think? 
Yeah, uh, when I look at the matchups, it's actually more so about not what I can do because I can win these two weeks, and it's going to really hurt if the fact that I get these matchups in and I'm going to get up to six wins that doesn't get me into the playoffs. But I look at the teams ahead of me. Dennis does not have an easy schedule. He plays Patriots return, and then he plays Lon. Again, I think that Lon's team is really sneaky. That's probably the closer matchup. I think Russ is going to do a really good job this week because, again, Dennis, as we discussed before, has Dalvin Cook out. That was how we got – I mean, again, I think that he had a lot of firepower earlier in the year, and it's just faded away. So I think that he's going to have low-scoring weeks, so that's two losses in a row. You do the math for Doug Sr., we already discussed. I think he's probably going to lose two in a row. If I win two in a row because I also have the head-to-head matchup over Dennis and Sr., that would put me in. I think that I make it in as the eighth seed. Bring it on, Robert. That's great. All right, you heard it here first. Now, on to the third segment of the evening. We're going to bring in our correspondent. He's the Eagles fan out in Japan for some commentary, <laughs> some hot takes. Steve Parsons. Boots on the ground. Serving Go our back. country. How you doing, Steve? I'm doing good, Mike. I'm enjoying this. That's great. So we want to hear some commentary. What do you feel about the Eagles right now? So I think um, Doug brought up an interesting point a couple minutes ago about uh, Goddard being a little shaky. Um, That's near and dear to my heart. As you guys know, I played tight end in high school. That position Mm. is what I identify with most. You saw what I tried to do in college. Mm. Was not a good wide receiver. So I'll touch on Dallas Goddard. Uh, I think it's pretty interesting that he's that he's struggling. I think, uh, at, at least in my opinion, in my little corner of the fan base, we were really expecting him to step into Ertz's shoes, fill that role, mm-hmm. and be you know a big body that can catch passes. Uh, I think we're kind of seeing that um, he benefited a lot more from Zach Ertz still being around than we thought. I think you know you're watching him mature and try to figure it out on his own. Um, another thing you said, Doug, I'm not trying to pick on you. I promise. Uh, <laughs> Boston Scott against the Giants. You know, in, uh, what is it? In five meetings with the Giants, Boston Scott has scored on them seven times. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Seven touchdowns versus the Giants in his career. I thought that was interesting. I don't know. I didn't watch the game uh, the other week, obviously, because, you know, I'm 6,000 miles away. <laughs> um, and I can I can enlighten y'all as to how it's how it is watching football games uh, on the other side of the world. Um, yeah, but yeah, I just want to hit on those two uh, those two Eagles points because um, that's kind of what I latched onto. <laughs> um, no, I think it's crazy, man, that you have that experience out in Japan. Where I mean, what time are you watching the games? Steve is so, literally in Japan right now, too, for all of our listeners to fully clarify. He is in the future. It is Friday. Steve, sorry <laughs> to interrupt your answer. Friday <laughs> no, morning, fine. Steve. It's fine. It's Friday morning here in Japan. Yeah, uh, I can look outside. I can see a weird little, not a weird, uh, I can see a little Buddhist shrine right outside my door. Mount Fuji <laughs> is, of course, a permanent fixture uh on the landscape out here um yeah i was actually looking at about uh where i want to go today i might i might go to tokyo we don't know 
Um, no, watching football games out here is weird. Um, unfortunately, yeah, I'm 13 hours ahead of you guys now uh, with daylight savings time or 14. I can't remember. I can't keep it straight. Um, daylight savings time back in the states kind of throws a wrench and everything. But no, it's um, typically. I have to watch the games when I'm at work. So I'll catch like Sunday night and Monday night football um, Thursday night if I'm at work early enough. But um, yeah, for, for like the afternoon games, I just, I don't even get up to watch those. That's craziness. I'm not waking up at uh, three o'clock in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Simply put, that ain't happening. Um, Not blaming you there, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe like the Cowboys, Giants or the Cowboys Eagles game, if it if it actually mattered, but I feel like uh, I don't know. The Eagles are kind of playing for the toilet this year; they're not doing too hot. So tight division, you never know. Yeah, oh, dude, this is this is from the NFC. Who, of who those, ever, oh, sorry, ahead, sorry to interrupt. Uh, who you got uh, winning the NFC East? Ooh. Um, you know, it really kills me to say this, <laughs> but I have to go with Dallas. Yeah. They're just – I mean, Dak Prescott's killing it this year. Um, Dallas's defense, I feel like, has been good the last couple mm. of years, like consistently good, if not just above average. And um, Micah Parsons, right? Trayvon Diggs. Yeah. Micah Parsons, here. yep. Penn State also shares my, my surname, which is nice. Um <laughs> I know. I was hoping the Eagles got him so I could buy a jersey with my name on it. Parson, <laughs> <laughs> everybody. No, but I, I think um, I think the Cowboys are the are the logical choice to win the East. They're just well, who's going to stop? Like maybe the Eagles like get a garbage time win against them, but you know that's not going to stop them from winning the East. I don't think. Um, any any disagreements there? No disagreements with that. I think that that's a pretty accurate statement. Washington is subtly kind of making a run for it um, in the division. They're trying to catch up, and I I think they actually have some resiliency in them. Uh, Even without their top defensive ends, I think that they're actually Mm -hmm. kind of still making, you know, some decent plays. So I definitely think Dallas is going to walk away with it just because I think they're getting players back. Um, the in-division games, I think they can dominate. You know, I'm not too worried about them doing that. I'm going to go with Dallas as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, now, on to everyone's favorite segment, the Progressive Athlete Platform. Woo! Pat. Woo! <laughs> it's the Progressive Athlete Platform, PAP, sponsored by nobody. Now, I will go first. <laughs> I will go and then pass it around the globe, literally. Now, <laughs> I'm going to talk about my terrible coaching decisions. Too jittery. I was pulling people off the waiver wire. I wasn't trusting my quarterback that was doing pretty good for me, David Carr. I went with glitz and glam Cam over David Carr, who is old reliable. But Cam was looking mm. good. He's probably still will have a good week here and there. But I learned my lesson lost in a low scoring affair my uh i usually win those every year and skate by but this year i don't know i might not be joining the dance but if i do watch out now on to you don what you papping about 
Go pap. I'm going to pap. I'm going to pap about something in the past. We've been in the future. I'm going back to the past to Thanksgiving. I'm going to pap about Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. Don't you love Thanksgiving? You got the turkey. Hey, raise turkey. You get stuffing. By the way, I like I like raisins in my stuff. I like that. But it's a great day. I'm going to eat it. And I, I'm still eating turkey leftovers. Actually, not out. But what I'm not looking to do is watch them Detroit Lions on my turkey day. I love my turkey day. Again, I love turkey. Pumpkin pie. I'm having some pumpkin pie. But I'm eating turkey watching the Detroit Lions. I can't stand it every year. This team can't – they're bad franchise. Let's get good franchises on Thursday. Let's not stick with the history. I love it. I love the history. I wish they were better, but they've been so bad for so long. Let's get them out. Let's make them earn their way back in. Get somebody else in there. Get the Detroit Lions off my TV on Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's there you hear it. Donnie's going with the progressive athlete platform of a meritocracy. Get the best teams in Thanksgiving. Good take, Don. <laughs> now, I'll pass it over to all the way across the globe, and then we'll bring it back. Steve, what you papping about? I'm papping um, – not, not I'm not going to touch on any real big social issues. Um, what I'm going to do is, is bring it back to Philadelphia and uh, – give a preemptive um, heartwarming or heartfelt um, uh, I'll shed a tear for Jalen Rager um, I haven't been uh, on Twitter too much lately but damn that dude dropping two short touchdowns uh, we might see him go the way of uh, Nelson Aguilar uh, I kind of feel for the dude but you know who's Michael Raven <laughs> who do you think <laughs> who do you think Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Well, that freaked me out. I thought that was one of my alarms. Um, <laughs> no, I'm going to I'm gonna say early RIP to Jalen Rager's uh, career in Philadelphia. I don't think uh, – I think uh, the city's going to turn on him. That, that's my path. I don't really have a uh, – I don't really have a uh, Scam Newton-type uh, path this week. They're running Ben Simmons out of the building there. It's uh, ben Simmons is man. Oh, switching to basketball. Now Ben Simmons wants he wants he wants out. I don't know why. And we want out of the basketball conversation on the pass. <laughs> Get out of here. This ain't over no basketball, put it in the hoop, whatever. That music is okay. Anyway, now <laughs> back way across the globe in the other direction. Doug finishes it. Finish it out here. P A P. What you got? I'm papping about a few things today, Mike. There's a couple of things that have made me distraught this year to no end, and that is if you are in the NFL and you're getting paid millions of dollars. I, I get it. I get it. You just you feel like you don't want to get the jab. I don't know. Maybe needles scare you. Maybe you're afraid of your own freaking shadow. I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> what I do know is is you should get your jab because you're gonna get millions of dollars. Do it any day of the week. I don't care. Do it on a Sunday. Do it on a Tuesday. Just do it. Nike baby, get it done. And then I'm also gonna pop about. When Steve came on the air, we were not allowed to play the song that I wanted to play, which I didn't think was that colorful. I thought it was really reasonable, but no, oh, we had boy. to be progressive. That's I hear hand clapping. Is it?
Hand clapping is a part of that. Hand clapping is a part of it. Hand clapping is a part of it. There you have it. There's the podcast. See you next week, gentlemen. And Steve, thanks for joining us all the way across the globe. Thanks for having me. Have a good week, everyone. LLC going global.